You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. The Archaeology Podcast Network is sponsored by Codify, a California benefit corporation. Visit Codify at www.codifi.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the CRM Archaeology Podcast. Um, this isn't actually a CRM Archaeology Podcast episode. This is the audio from the recorded webinar that we had with the Center for Digital Archaeology in conjunction with Codify, PCS, and the ABN. We recorded this on December 1st at 11 a.m. Pacific time, and it was a follow-up response to the ACRA webinar or video that they posted earlier this week regarding um, life in archaeology in a Trump administration. So this is the audio. It's only been slightly cut for spaces and things like that, but aside from that, it's uh, it's right there and ready for you to go. There will be some links in the show notes for this uh, that you can go and find some more information about this. So enjoy the episode and thanks for listening. The purpose of this particular meeting here is just to get us together and have an opportunity to talk about stuff. We have, there are groups in Facebook, not everyone's on Facebook, but as, as you probably know, many of you do know, um, there is the uh, Archaeologists Against Trump uh, group, which is now a closed group, but you can still come in and participate in that. Um, but we're a little bit more old school and thought that having conversations that could lead to actually formative actions, this may not necessarily be political, but it could also be like, how do I train? How do I work? What does archaeology in the 2017 look like? Um, how, and also uh, responding kind of more specifically to the predictions and actions. And as I said, beyond advocacy, things that, that go kind of beyond um, the um, the specific things that ACRA will do, because there are many of us on this call who may not necessarily be CRM only centric, but are just passionate and care about, about archaeology. Uh, Chris, have anything to add before I turn off our webcams and kind of open it up? Uh, no, not not really too much. Um, just I, I, you know, second everything that uh, that Michael said, and I'm 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 involved in a couple of other groups that do a little bit of activism and things like that on on various fronts, and I'm always more for conversation that leads to doing rather than just conversation for conversation's sake. I think that's kind of what got us into this mess as Democrats and liberals, personally. <laughs> but um, that's uh, that being said, I'd love for something. Uh, something to come out of this, even if it's, you know, a follow-on discussion in a month or something like that to, to continue it. E even that would be, you know, enough to, to come out of this. But anything um, anything that we can do to, to make some progress forward and start looking at those midterm elections would be would be great. That's it. Okay. Uh, and then just, just to point out again, you know, this there, there are things we do in life, uh, you know, for uh, because we're part of different organizations and agencies, and I personally am just saying I'm just here as a person today. Um, and, but we are really also trying, as you've seen, probably a huge formation of inf information flooding all of the social for these four four organizations that we have that we're all working part as part of Center for Digital Archaeology, the APN, which just went over how many, Chris? Again, listeners, uh, thirty-eight thousand monthly subscribers as of the end of November. 38,000 subscribers, which is amazing. Um, Codify is a B corporation, a benefit corporation, has a social justice mission as part of why we're doing this stuff uh, to kind of paperless 21st century, all that. PCS uh, around training, Acrodes training, SAA. So I think for sure training is something that is key in our minds and not training not necessarily this huge, massive, huge kind of thinking, but also little tiny things like this. Little moments that may be a bit more episodic, but also we hope formative and useful. Um, okay, so... With that, um, I am going to turn off my webcam, still here, and I'm going to open up the audio floor and just kind of kick this off, but I'm hoping that all of you will just take this as the opportunity uh, to chat. As you see from the agenda, um, we're kind of now in kind of a review of the predictions would be really great, and any kind of words or thoughts you have there, if it gets really silent, then we will just regenerate all the coffee and keep things flowing. <laughs> So with that, I am going to turn on all of your mics. Um, see how that goes so far. Nice. So good. Hey, yeah, everybody, if anybody is in a challenging, noisy situation, feel free to mute your mic when you're not talking. 
Right. With that, uh, basically, I'm suggesting that um, you can you have you have full control of your own your own microphones at this point. Um, okay, so as I mentioned, the, the transcript is here. How many of you, um, show of hands and or just uh, add in um, um, verbally, um, uh, did everyone get a chance to watch the video? Yeah. Yeah, I did a little skimming of it. <laughs> Anything Trump gets me a little depressed. Sorry, I'm just gonna put that out there. You, you know, I can, uh, I can kick off the discussion um, a little bit because um, I was looking forward to the ACRA webinar. Um, I was looking forward to uh, to hearing what their thoughts were. And I just wanted to address, uh, you know, there were a lot of comments, especially on Facebook, about ACRA not having a strong enough response. Um, but I do appreciate that they had a quick response. Um, and, and, you know, they're a big organization. I'm kind of giving them the, the benefit of the doubt on the strength of their response. They're only capable of doing so much early on. But the fact that they made an attempt to, to make a statement and sort of rally the troops and, and have kind of a call to action. I do, um, I do appreciate that. Um, and I think, I think like most things in this world, we can't rely on uh, any one organization and or person to do all the things that we want to do. We have to, if, if we want to do anything as an industry, as a group, then we have to band together and do it together. And, and, you know, of course, find some leadership to maybe, get things going and kick it off. And maybe that can be accurate. Maybe that's another group. I don't know, but to, you know, get everybody on the same page and then working together to achieve, you know, a common goal. That's, that's my thoughts on that. Um, you know, whether or not it was effective or not, I don't know, but I'm, I'm glad they had a response regardless. Yeah. I, I, I fully, I fully agree. Uh, I gotta say that, you know, um, you know, clearly on Wednesday, that, that particular Wednesday, um, all the, OMG has happened, and then you know a rallying call emotionally in the afternoon to say we we just wait a minute. You know, I, I just have the about the CRM industry part here. Um, we're small, but we're tight. But we're not small if we also just expend extend just a little bit beyond just archaeology to environmental uh, consulting. Then you're looking at a fifty billion dollar a year industry, uh, and that's definitely part of this. A lot of the things that came up in the in the Acra chat, things that come up every single day. Great, I see that, Philip. Uh, in just a second. Uh, I see, uh, you know, a huge amount of um, uh, of commonality and need. And if we start, if we just stretch a little bit further than just a little, you know, us as, you know, the you know to, to the 10,000 people that are in that, that are professionals in archaeology, um, we can do a lot. So, Philip, did you want to say something? Jump in something? PT. Uh, give me just a second. Yeah, sorry, I'm kind of noisy, guys. I'm traveling in a, uh, in a noisy uh, diesel vehicle right now. Anyway, to be brief, uh, I did see, sorry, on the road here. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I did see with that, uh, it was good that they did have a quick response, but I do say that, uh, that it was kind of a weak response in some ways. Our industry does need to be able to handle a large webinar with a large amount of people. I think a little bit of planning on, on our end on that could have been better, but I'm glad that they were involved. I do think as a whole, as our industry, we have to get involved on a local level. We have to be involved in legislation. Uh, we have to not let let the momentum stop. And I also think that we need to make sure that this is a, a positive move forward, not just a discussion session, not specifically this, but just anything within our industry, it, not just a discussion session, but actually doing like you're saying. So moving the ball forward down the field, sorry to use the, uh, the uh, cliche terminology there, but yes. <laughs> That's my quick and dirty from the uh, from the road here. Mike, back off here. <laughs> I, I wanted to add something. I, I unmuted myself. Um, uh, you know, I um, the, the truth is that in this moment, it's very hard to to say to imagine what the the impact on on the industry uh, will be, uh, what will be the measures, etc. But it is true that we can prepare for whatever uh, will come in uh, in a way that can make archaeology and the CRM industry not only more relevant, but also less, in a way, you know, less disruptive on the development of the country or uh, for, for what people like Trump or not only like Trump, it's like the administration, uh, the uh, firms that need to uh, to move ahead with uh, uh, with urbanization efforts and whatnot, um, how much we can do to uh, 
um, ameliorate, to improve our systems, our, our tools, our processes. I mean, we do know that our industry is very slow. We do know that in order to get in, a, to turn in a report, to, to conduct a survey, to uh, do our job, uh, sometimes we take too long. We take much longer than we could, than we should possibly um this is not it's just a, a self um if you want is a is a is a, a self-reflection you know is there anything that we can do sure we need to be part of the policy making this court the conversation uh but is there anything that we can do on our part uh to improve uh, our processes to make it our processes to to make our our work more uh, a little faster more efficient uh, so that it will not be uh, you know seen as oh geez yeah now we have to do the um, the the, uh, the the archaeological assessment but more part of a collaborative effort this can be done in 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 an efficient way in reasonably in reasonable timing and everybody will will uh, uh, benefit from it you know what i mean mm -hmm. sure uh, kurt did you want to jump in we're just going to collect thoughts right now yeah can you guys hear me okay yeah great perfect Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I like um, what was just said about uh, how we move forward, because I think we can pick apart this video all day long. I think it was an excellent primer. Um, I talked to a lot of people who really weren't aware of what was going on uh, with this change in leadership. Um, and I think that's a great place for people to start. But I think now we need to leave the video behind us. And I think we really need to start taking steps to move forward. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring up, and, and I don't know if now is a good time, but I may not be able to be here for the whole webinar, is um, focusing on having one rallying point. I mean, even looking at the screen now, I see four different logos. And I just wanna start to come up with a place where we can all go to discuss how to move forward uh, collectively and then disseminate that information in all of our different channels. Um, so if we could start to come up with a place where we could, whether it's on social media or whether we're having meetings once a month, um, I'd really like to start to hash out where our rallying point will be. And that's all I'm gonna say for right now. I'll let you guys, uh, I'll take my question off air. Michael, what do you think? Do you think I should take some quote-unquote meeting notes of all these great ideas so we can have them as a collective to refer to? Yeah, I would just do it right yeah, in the Google yeah. Doc at the bottom uh, would be great, great to that. So uh, a quick response to that, absolutely. Again, you know, um, the, the, the the challenge about these all things, I mean, again, Akron, you know, got 3,000 videos, but uh, what uh, uh, views of the video. The question is, um, how do we go about that? Um, social media is a way to do it. Uh, but it's not the only way. We're seeing a huge amount of response in the AAT. Um, but a focused place to source a response. All right, great. We have our first action. How freaking awesome is that? How are we going to do it? Uh, I think we can just kind of organically kind of figure that out. We all have uh, different levels of infrastructure and little things we can do. But I love the idea of figuring out a way to make that a common um, and, and specific uh kind of locality and focus for the group that's not branded. It's not about this is not about branding. This is about doing, but we are going to be doing. Um, uh, I see a fantastic response from Sarah. Sarah, did you want to, um, thank you for putting that in, in writing. Do you want to actually say anything also? Uh, she said that she doesn't have the audio. Okay. Earlier in the chat, if right. I'm not wrong. That was Adrian. She doesn't have audio. I don't know if Sarah doesn't. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I, I do have audio. Oh, great. But awesome. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't quite sure how to jump on in, but... Um, um, yeah, I mean, I guess you just see my comment that, um, that I, I mean, I guess um, Marion's comments um, about uh, pushing the federal responsibilities onto the states was something I hadn't really um, paid a lot of attention to in the election. So that was definitely an oh, oh crap moment. Um, and, you know, makes, uh, makes me want to look at where our local advocacy and our state advocacy can be, but also what our state permit systems are and local permits and other ways to um, kind of reinforce those. And it seems like, um, and then also to look for places where um, we can talk to industries about voluntary compliance. 
um, just, um, you know, like we see with the Dakota pipeline, you know, when you um, screw up, you get really bad cracks really fast. And so maybe even if regulations change, are there, are there ways we can kind of make it like a social good <laughs> to, to not screw up? Um, even if the um, law, the federal laws weaken, I guess with some of my questions and responses. Um, I think the SAA was hoping to put on a um, continuing education program about how to do local advocacy, but, but they're looking for people to, um, to lead that, um, and they don't have anybody identified in particular. So if there's names you know, I think, I think they're, they're really um, interested in doing one of those. That's the end of my comments, <laughs> rambling as they are. <laughs> no, that's, that's absolutely fantastic. I mean, one of the things that, you know, one of the challenges we uh, we have all have with uh, local advocacy is absolutely, absolutely will be will be huge. The thing with the SAA and all the groups and why there's a slowness to response, which is always frustrating for, for everyone, is it's, it's the most political juggernaut we have. <laughs> so I totally get right. it. And I've, I've been, I've, I've had opportunities to participate in various levels with the SAA. So the question again, we're going to have to find, I think, um, I'm hoping Ellen will jump into here too, but uh, we're going to have to figure out a place that um, is almost, I want to say apolitical, but is conceptually available for us to radically and honestly be able to affect change and impact on local levels and not just and not just political levels as well, but also like how are we going to love, how are we going to make our, I, I basically am asking this, how do we make archaeology even more relevant in the, in the face of this? Thoughts? Yeah, I guess I'll jump in now. Um, is Ellen, I hope that my um, connection and um, outdoor location aren't loud. Um, first of all, thank you for putting this on. I think these kind of conversations between a variety of different people need to be what happens, you know, between different groups um, regardless. And I think a lot of people need to be having those conversations. Um, in terms of the, the, the webinar, the way things ended up on Monday, um, we weren't anticipating 3,000 people um, or 2,000 people who were registered. And we went to go to webinar and they, um, they said that they had a format that would work for it and then said that it was a beta version. There was a lot of false advertising going on on their um, site. So given the fact that we knew we had 1,200 or 1,500 people showing up and we couldn't do that many individual questions anyway, we wanted to kind of create something stable that would give folks who were just coming into this kind of for the first time a sense of what they could, um, what they could do or what the landscape was. But it's definitely just a, it's a preliminary step. It's kind of a baseline. And I think that a, a lot of different groups are needed to jump in because, you know, we know this isn't just about the CRM industry. We know it's, um, it's an existential crisis for archaeology and historic architecture and it's also a moral issue for a lot of us, particularly um, um, those of us who um, come at things from an anthropological point of view. Um, but what ACRA is is a trade association for CRM companies and um, you know a lot of companies and industries stay out of political issues specifically because um, then when the wind changes and the administration changes you put all of your eggs in one basket and you sort of alienated your industry. Um, so I, I would say that I like I like the idea of one banner and one rallying cry and I know something that archaeologists against Trump's Facebook page is struggling with is that you know you don't really want to be an against one dude kind of an organization. You want to be a pro some positive action type type organization. And I think they're going to be working on that in the near and long term. But I, I think that in general, we need to be developing, you know, a, a preservation coalition and maybe that's one blanket um, organization or maybe that's overlapping sets of organizations who can do things differently politically depending on what's required in a given situation. There are certain types of actions or activism that maybe aren't right for ACRA and better for SAA and that's why it's great that we have both. So. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. I'm going to mute myself um, again. Thank you. Uh, that's 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 great. Um, <laughs> yeah, P2, exactly. I think that the concept of coalition, this is a word that's come up that seems to keep everybody kind of zen and chill, <laughs> as opposed to, we're going to do the thing with all the stuff and then get all the eggs thrown at us um, or lose our jobs and all the other things that are a grave concern. Um, I really like the statement about um, kind of the the clarity and understanding of what CRM is. Um, 
not just for us, but for public and public advocacy. This is something that's been coming up that came up well before the election and, and seems to be a rallying cry. Uh, we were at the Southeast Archaeology Conference, for example, and there's just a lot of, of need around that. Um, uh, other thoughts, people, anyone? I'd like to agree with um, Adrian and, and then what uh, what Sarah is saying here too uh, about the need for education. I mean that's the that's the primary reason why um, why I started the Archaeology Podcast Network um, and the CRM Archaeology Podcast. Before that was to start sort of demystifying our field. That's that's exactly what we do with the CRM Archaeology Podcast. We try to talk about things that demystify the behind the scenes stuff that goes on. And so so field technicians and and every other position they can say oh, you know, we got screwed on this because these guys are just trying to do this, but they really, it's really about having a, a bigger picture. And I think that's one thing that, those, that you guys are talking about, that we need that. Um, we need that kind of education. We don't need just education that says, here's how you dig a shovel test pit. Here's how you identify a bottle. We need education that shows us, um, that teaches us how to be better uh better advocates for our field, I think. You know, teaches us about the, the laws and stuff that help us keep going. Um, you know, like like somebody said on here, um, I think Sarah, how, how to talk to your representatives um, and and things like that, because that's, that, you know, our, our field, whether we like it or not, is very political and it's very politically driven and uh, having a way to understand how to interact with all that. And then having a voice, having an organization like ACRA that lobbies on our behalf, to do those sort of things is um, is extremely valuable, but it'd be better if we all understood it. Because I, I know um, I talked about ACRA to somebody not too long ago, a field tech, and they they had never even heard of ACRA. Um, you know, people that are in the, the higher, um, I think, graduate level positions, um, you know, they, they tend to know about ACRA because that's kind of who ACRA advertises to, but other people don't even know ACRA exists. People just coming to the field and things like that. So I think getting getting that out would help as well. Yeah, excellent. Um, I, I threw a question out here, uh, just uh, looking at the time, looking at the agenda. Um, right. Um, and uh, to Adrian's point, I'd say um, all of us, I was like, oh, well, there's the humans. <laughs> there's 10,000 alleged archaeologists. I always think there's got to be more than that, right? Uh, and um, so um, if you did the survey, which I absolutely encourage you to do, um, you know, uh, as Marion said, if you know, if you're not at the table, then your food. I think that's what she said. <laughs> but basically, uh, do the survey. But one of the things that came up in that is what are the, the core actions, the things that ACRA can do are limited but focused. And where are ways we can help. But the question beyond that is what else do we do and what else do you need in order to succeed? Not just in the, quote, response to the fact that we have a new administration, but just generally speaking. I mean, Again, before the election, we were archaeologists and others and advocates, and after that, we, we still are. The question we're having to keep this positive focus forward is, what do we need to succeed? Um, so that's, that's what I'd like to, I'd love to hear some thoughts on that. Um, so that we can, you know, kind of help get it going. Anyone? All right, so we're going to start a new podcast. That's great. Others? <laughs> um, so this is Alan again. Um, awesome. I, I completely agree that the um, that the CRM slash academia divide is is aggravating and it's infuriated me since I was an undergrad um, when I was trying to do both. Um, I think there's a certain amount to which any type of interacting between organizations takes a huge amount of um, of unrewarded labor on the part of people who serve on committees like this. It's a lot of energy to stay out of silos and to communicate between silos. And so I think that's, that's something that we, we come up against in, in ACRA here. ACRA um, is reaching out to more member firms, but one, I would say, limiting factor of ACRA is that it has approximately 130 firm members of which um, maybe between one and eight individuals are involved with ACRA. So it's really, when ACRA does things, it's on the backs of a few people who are putting in massive amounts of time and energy on those committees to make things happen. Um, so I'm not saying that everyone should you know, go out and get an ACRA membership, although we'd love it if you could, but I think serving on committees like that on FHA, on FHA, um, you know, committing to government relations organizations, which, um, you know, they both have, and so do regional organizations, like I'm a member of COVA, 
the Council of Virginia Archaeologists, and they have a governmental affairs division. But I think um, one thing that we can all do in our own wheelhouses is to join and support those types of organizational structures, which do feel a little bit, um, a little bit like something extra on everybody's plate. But most organizations are working because five percent of people are putting in less work, and um, when we're in a situation where we need to respond quickly to things um, and we need to put things on and then realize that there's a, a tremendous amount that's going into that. Um, the stuff that works at ACRA works in substantial part because Marion and about five other people um, you know, work 80 hours a week. <laughs> and so I think we can all find places in our own areas to dig in the shovel and get a little bit occupied. Um, but it is, I think, a particular challenge in CRM because everybody who's working in the field, you know, gets whiplash. They go out for months at a time. They really want to do their laundry and not be outside in the weekend. And, you know, uh, so I think there's an aspect to which um, um, field, field techs and crew chiefs and folks um, who are not the um, office management, um, they, they struggle sometimes to put in that energy because of the life that the you know industry has been leaving. So that's, that would be my sort of um, my, my initial response to what we can do and we definitely I think we've got like 350 responses to that survey and we're going to be distilling that in a few days and one clear indication that we have is people want more events. they want more activities like this. Um, and the National Trust also has a monthly, um, webinar, conversation, presentation to keep people apprised of governmental affairs, which I would recommend archaeologists getting involved and participating in. But I think it's, um, we all probably know committees and organizations at our university, at our um, regional anthropological organizations, at our national organizations that just don't have, um, don't have the manpower they need. And I think that we're going to need to commit to those institutions for the next several years to really see good change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, having gone through and even taught classes on things like, you know, the the 99%, the Green Revolution, the Twitter, all the goodness, things die really fast. You know, we kind of have, we have the numbstruck, then millions of people will join all the groups and do all the things, and then life happens, and then the holidays happen, and then we all can't do it. But this is different. We have to figure out a way to do it. We gotta. I mean, we're doing this today because, uh, just like you said, you know, we want to get a conversation going, and a couple of seconds of writing in Facebook isn't going to do it all at all. I was amazed. I was blown away in a really negative way by how little energy happened, um, at least in the socials around the 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 the, the Acro video um, webinar this 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 Monday. Um, we got to figure out a way to get off our things. We got to figure out a way to make our time useful, um, and that's going to be the major challenge. Is how how to, to let's face it. Like if I have to spend if I'm going to spend five hours in a month um, participating in, in different types of advocacy groups, and no action comes from those things, I'm out. I think I speak probably for most of the people on this call, but um, but I'd love to hear from other people. <laughs> so <laughs> by all means. Um, how do we how do we keep this going? I, I mean, I got Kurt on the local, which is fantastic. Yeah, because we do want it tomorrow. I want a late, later afternoon. Um, and uh, and then how are we going to keep rolling this forward? Um, I think we really can um, fight inertia uh, or actually build our own by basically being positive and doing things. So thoughts? Uh, I agree. Um, that's my thought because uh, and, and I think I think the first step starts with. Uh, like we've already mentioned before, starts with educating ourselves um, before we can start educating other people. So I think that's whatever we can do to get that going, just more information and more information. Um, at, for instance, you know, people tend to discount social media sometimes, especially Facebook these days because of all the, you know, fake news and things like that. But just some numbers for you, the Archaeologists Against Trump group, which is poorly named at this point, it needs to be more of an activism group at this point and not so starting off negatively, but that's another conversation. 
they started a few weeks before the um, the election actually happened, and they've currently got three thousand six hundred and fifty one members. Um, so, I mean, that's huge. The Archeo Field Text group on Facebook, which is pretty active in in discussions and and uh, you know people come in there for help, they come in there for questions, and people answer them. That's got one thousand nine hundred and sixty three people. And then another field tech group, the North American Archaeological Tech Forum, has 627 members. Together, that's 6,441. 6, now, if you use Facebook's algorithms and you post within one of those groups, um, not everybody is going to see that unless they go to the group. They're not going to see it in their news feed. If you go to the group, you see everything linearly. If you don't, it's going to pepper things into your news feed. However, if somebody belongs to all those, which, like I do, and I, I, like a lot of people do, and you post in all three of those, like I know a number of us do, then there's a better chance of getting that information out. So that's one way to start start filling up people's news feeds. I don't think we should call it news feeds anymore, by the way. It's really rarely, rarely actual news <laughs> on Facebook. But anyway, you fill up their feeds with really good information, and then they start sharing that, and it's good stuff. It's one way to keep the conversation going. I think, I think Facebook still has a, a pretty big role to play in that because I think I heard a statistic – the other day that said something like a really high percentage of people get their primary news source is their Facebook newsfeed, which is shocking, but we should exploit it because it's true. Definitely. I also just thought of another um, action item that people who are going to SHA can take, um, which is that um, Eden Burgess, who's the um, government affairs counsel for SHA, and she works at the law firm with Marion, and she works on um, ACRA um, government relations with Marion as well is going to be giving a roundtable luncheon on how to perform political advocacy. Um, that's on Thursday, like the rest of the luncheons are. And in, and additional to that, one of the things that, um, that SHA um, and ACRA do um, for their members within their government as work is that they will encourage their members when they're in D.C. Um, to do hill visits, and they will train them in how to do that for people who, for whom that's kind of nerve-wracking. Um, so um, when ACRA member firms from various places come to D.C., Marion will review the talking points or whatever issue that it is that they want to discuss. They will take them to their own representatives. Um, and, and having small business owner representatives or academic representatives or you know, nonprofits, whoever it is from their district, when you've got um, archaeological sites that are locally relevant or historic buildings that are historically relevant, there's really no um, there's no replacement for an informed and um, motivated constituent. And so that's one area where I feel like um, archaeologists and anthropologists generally um, maybe don't do that a whole lot currently, um, but it's a type of training that's available through ACRA and through SHA, and it's something that um, we really want um, people to become more comfortable with, because I think developing and maintaining those kind of political relationships um, after those visits and making those kinds of visits regularly, um, they really have a huge impact. Um, so that's just an, um, that advocacy luncheon if people are going to SHA is just one way that people can Pick a box if they're going to be there already and um, get some kind of um, exposure to something that maybe they're a bit new to. Great. Well, as I mentioned, uh, both Chris and I will be there. We'll be participating in the tech room um, and just kind of generally being there. Um, we'll certainly, we'll reach out to Akron and others uh, through the groups and also see who else is going to be there. But basically, one of the things I think that we can do, an easy thing for all of us to do, uh, and we'll volunteer to get a, that Google Doc going. So it was a great idea, Adrian, I think it was. Uh, is a doc where basically we said, okay, that's great, PTL will be a lot of fun, uh, is to um, just list all the events that are coming up, local, et cetera, et cetera. We can start it somewhere. We can figure out ways of you know, putting it uh, into a singular location um, in the Facebooks as well and, and then provide the materials and make the materials beautiful and effective and impactful. Um, I love the notion of learning how to you know, do a hill visit and how to talk to your local um, your council members and your senators and Congress people and all those things. Um, that's absolutely fantastic. Thank you everyone for your ideas and your thoughts and your resources. I'm marking it all down in the Google doc that, um, we will be sending to you at the end of all this. So keep them coming. Yeah, we're, we're no worries. And I'm, I'm holding the, uh, the, the silences in here just to give people, um, another 
opportunity, but we're looking to chat is fantastic. As I mentioned, we will, um, we've learned how in GoToTraining, how to save the chat <laughs> and how and when to do that, like before you close the call, because mm -hmm. it goes away um, and the recording as well. Um, watching the time, just a couple more minutes here. Um, we're going to really hold these office hours uh, to, to time. So um, uh, that's fantastic. So by all means, you know, also in these kind of forums, you know, um, they can be a little bit bit uh, nerve-wracking, especially for the more introverted folks. We get that, so we'll figure out other ways. Um, once again, just uh, as we began the call, I want to say at the end, we're we're trying a bunch of different stuff, okay? As in individuals and groups and organizations and coalitions um, to to level up archaeology. This is again started well before the election. And our objective is to is to, is just to keep trying all the things and and figure out what is working, what isn't. Now we can talk in very amorphous terms um, about this and keep doing that, but there are some things we know we need to do um, in, in ways that we absolutely can improve things. And again, um, training for unemployed and underemployed CRM people, people who actually want to be professional archaeologists, but either can't get a job right now or are, are looking or want to have their skills leveled up is something we're going to be working on as a core mission, okay? Not even going to name a group. That's just a thing we want to have happen. So that's one thing um, I'll just throw out there for you all. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, just looking at these things um, to, to do. Right. And again, this is an issue. So various groups, like in order to be an RPA, you have to have all the merit badges and different diplomas. To be an ACRA, you have to be, you know, there are various ways. So we got to figure out a way to, to, to find, I love this notion of the coalition, a place where anyone can participate so long as they want to get some stuff done. Um, okay. That's pretty much all I have. Uh, any other lasting thoughts from anyone? Um, are we all just too depressed? Are we motivated, <laughs> excited? Are we freaking uh, out? I only, yeah. I don't mind. Pop it back in real quick. Oh, sorry. Go. No oh, problem. Okay, I'm Go back ahead. I'm in, a, I'm in a better area where I don't have as much noise. Look, gotta love archaeology from the field. Uh, anyway, uh, I think this has been very productive. But uh, I think that yeah, keeping keeping uh, the momentum moving forward on the advocacy that I've been working. Uh, on my specific project locally, I will make sure that Sarah Gale and some others in Georgia, we've been working together to actually move this information forward up the legislative chain with some things that have happened, House Bill 346 in Georgia. We're gonna be having some information come through in a session at SAA, which Elizabeth Reitz from Iowa has put together on advocacy. Um, so definitely try to join in for that. Um, some of us are discussing some that. But uh, I will try to work personally to try to help with that process in this, in, in letting people understand how that process works to get to your state representative, your local representative, because we've actually had some experience in that. So that's all I got to say quickly. And uh, I want to do anything I can to help move this process forward. And it was great to hear from everybody. I'm glad we're having this conversation. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, did you have a? <laughs> uh, I mean, I do have questions. I kind of came uh to to see um if i could listen and kind of what i could learn from all of you but um being that we're coming to the end i we got time maybe still, should still wait still. no no waiting there's no well, waiting there's a tomorrow apparently <laughs> fair enough um the, the one question i do have personally um firstly you know coming from a, a standpoint that is somewhat like what ellen had described you know being uh, I'm not I'm not in the field, but I'm a working single mom, and um, you know time is hard to come by. And the other thing um, I'm feeling limited by, and I'm not sure exactly how much, is the fact that um, I'm I'm a government employee, um, and we are strictly held to the Hatch Act in my office. Um, so I know I was told before I started working. You know, um, if you if you want to make uh, donations to any any of the candidates in the presidential race, you want to do it before you start this job. Um, and I don't know. Um, I guess I probably should be doing research about that here where I work, but um, kind of have mostly questions right now about how you know people in my position can be involved because I would like to be as much as possible. Um, 
but I'm, I'm, my understanding right now of, of, I guess how we can get involved in ways that maybe doesn't involve as much of the advocacy, because I think that's what I can't um, do a lot of. I, okay, sorry, this is kind of. I'm kind of trailing well, no, off. You're, you're doing great. Um, and so, so it looks like Sarah might have a couple of thoughts. Yeah, Lindsay. So um, just a little perspective from, from Georgia. We just got done last spring working to modify and fight against the Senate bill that tried to exempt all transportation projects from following our state environmental policy. And the biggest help to us were actually those insiders who worked in the government who couldn't do their own advocacy but who were, you know, we all know each other in our networks, right? We're mm -hmm. all, um, maybe we don't talk as much as we should, which was a lesson that we learned in Georgia. Um, but, you know, reaching out to those contacts you have who are not in government um, and just keeping them aware of kind of what's going on and what your opinions are and how mm -hmm. you see things progressing in your own agency. Um, because mm -hmm. we can be, those of us in private industry, depending on where we work, um, we can be more of an advocate and we can be a voice for you. And that's, at least in Georgia, that's what we found. A lot of our people who did kind of have their hands tied and their, their voices tied a little bit. Um, really couldn't go show their face and say the- They, the, they couldn't, or they shouldn't the state put building it on their or, Facebook. Yeah. Yep, um, right. that's where we started. Something we weren't doing before the Senate bill is now we do a monthly archeology span happy hour that we're turning into kind of a legislative update session. So in Georgia, we started a public policy committee following this. We're tracking the legislature. We do updates on a sometimes a weekly or a monthly basis um, to our professional organization, kind of letting them know where we're at and what we're tracking. But the real goal is to connect the people, our government archaeologists, the people who are working in the state with those of us who can be advocates. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and build that, that local network because as, as many people have already said, uh, you know, one of the big concerns is we're going to see things happening on a local level because they're going to be delegated from a federal one, and we need right. we need those insights from from you and from and from others. Um, it's you know it goes as yeah I think uh, I think Adrian said it doesn't always come down to a happy hour. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, that's just kind of <laughs> building that network was something we realized we needed to do, and I think this is a another time where we need to keep expanding and expanding and expanding that network. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's just those are my two cents. That's what we found is work that's is starting to work for us in Georgia. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and at the, I wanted to bring up another point. I was just um, for the, for the group. I was at a Georgia transportation summit yesterday where they bring together the state DOT and um, airports and all of our transportation officials for kind of a yearly state of the state address. And we had a, a panel discussion on post-election. Um, a post-election update, similar to the ACRA webinar, but it was given by a member of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and a couple of national um, transportation research groups, and they specifically alluded to the ACRA webinar. They're aware and they are watching, mm -hmm. and and it's you know so it's definitely a time I think for people in government to be aware of what they're sharing and be you know cognizant of that, but yet also for those of us who have the ability to be proactive. I mean, it, it, was a, it was definitely just another one of those wake up calls for me. People are watching and we need to be paying attention. It's definitely gonna come down, I think, to states and state laws and trying to protect those um, first. Thank you so much, ladies. I think we're gonna start wrapping it up. Chris and Michael, if you want to do any last minute words or things, I have every, everyone's comments and suggestions and questions posted on the Google Doc that will be sent to you, um, everyone, um, at the bottom. So you have it documented there as well. If you want to copy the chat itself, you may do that. Uh, Michael, Chris, last minute words? Uh, this is Chris. I, I can make a, a quick comment on um, people's concerns about uh, about speaking out about things, just as a, as a general warning, too. Um, like I said, the Archaeologists Against Trump group has 3,650 members. Um, but as of right now, the way they set up the group, even though it's closed, um, anyone can add a member to the group. They just have to be physically approved by another member in the group. Um, this, I mean, the fact that the Archaeofieldtechs group has less than 2,000 people in it, it's because myself and the other organizer vet every single profile that comes across um, that uh, membership. So I, I go in there. If they don't have anything archaeological in their profile, then I reject them or I ask them, hey, are you actually an archaeologist? Um, that's so keeping point. that in mind, yeah, keeping that in mind, 
there's a lot of people in the Archaeologists Against Trump group that probably are not, uh, not to be fear-mongering, that probably aren't on everybody else's side. They're just in there to monitor the situation. So, um, you know, keep that in mind when you're in any of these big Facebook groups that have thousands of members. Because um, you know the uh, the whole the whole Kevin Bacon, uh, 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 you know what I'm talking degrees about. Degrees of separation, right? <laughs> yes, right. The degrees of separation. Not too big in archaeology, and we all know that. Yeah, that's true. My follow-up to that would be: we should be doing the same thing. You know, we should yeah. be looking out for those groups that are on the other side. And there's a deplorable Facebook group group right now that is like the opposite of archaeologists against Trump. It's a hard thing to go in and want to like that from your personal Facebook page, but you should be aware of the conversations that are happening there as well. Exactly. That, that is an incredibly important point. Um, sorry, go ahead, someone. Oh, sorry, this is Alan, just following up about about um, different groups and people on in archaeologists against Trump not doing um, on the same side as, it, as other folks. The other thing that we want to no, make sure that we're doing whatever we're doing is, even though there aren't a whole lot of uh, interacting and having um, good communication with those who are, um, you know, one of the things that we're looking into is, well, who, who might have been more on the, you know, Republican side of things, who might have donated um, money to Republican interests or have communicated with their Republican because um, we need allies on multiple sides. Jumping in with an editing note here, uh, Ellen was in a wind challenge situation for a little while, so we cut the audio and then um, brought her back. But then Michael had all the mics muted, so we fixed it though. Uh, sorry, hang on. <laughs> Ellen, I cut you off by accident and I'm trying to get it back. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Hopefully. Uh, so just to not go off on a tangent, but I think we need to be um, we need to be really try hard to work for what's best for um, the industry and archaeology in general, and you know, um, an anthropologically minded you know nation, and we need to. Um, not um, dismiss other viewpoints, and we need to increase, not decrease, the lines of communication with people who might have different different political stances than us. If they're particularly if they're within our industry and they can speak industry issues, I think um, I think trying to trying to reach out rather than withdraw is really important right now. And we really need you know archaeologists and magistrates and registrars to be having conversations with Republicans in the legislature more than ever. That's very much it. All right, well, this is this is a really great point and an action item to move forward on. Um, I, I, I have a very strong power, <laughs> very strong, not powerful, very strong opinions about the concept of having, quote, secret groups in social networks as kind of being the ultimate um, irony that probably isn't true. Um, but that said, uh, the notion of figuring out ways, we've heard some fantastic ideas of if you're, uh, by the way, and this has brought some points up, so we will be doing some additional editing. Uh, in, uh, let me, let me, sorry, let me wind this all the way back because we're just at the edge of the end of time here. So what we're going to do is uh, we are going to, in fact, go through the recording and I am going to um, do some stuff to, to, um, to make sure that we have the chat, but without necessarily the names uh, because of all the things you just said. Um, and then so that we have the chat content, but we don't have necessarily the identification for now. I think that that's probably a good move. Um, and then generally speaking, one of the action items that I'm hearing is how can we create a coalition concept where people can participate while protecting their own jobs, while being able to participate, while helping, you know, being able to hand this off kind of secret railroad style thing. Um, all of these things are absolutely achievable. All we got to do is ask someone who's, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a perhaps a bit younger who's doing all the really cool social goodness stuff and a bit, you know, uh, on the other Gandalf the Grey level to, to figure out how to kind of do this stuff in a bit more uh, zen and sane. Okay. Um, some other things that came up at the very end, I'll give a second shout out to Kelly. Um, we didn't even cover or talk about, given who came on the call today, uh, self-volunteered to be part of this call. Obviously, um, there is a... a you know, all of our indigenous Native American uh, uh, friends, colleagues, and um, and advocates in, uh, there. 
um, concepts that we need to, uh, I mean, people that we really need to be reaching out to, but also tools that are out there that actually can participate, uh, that can make this possible. Of course, we, we, we built one with Mukadu CMS, but that's not really the right venue for doing a kind of a social network type of thing, but there are ways we can do this. Um, so now we have uh, kind of reached the end, but this was really fantastic. Um, you know, we had, we had 14 people with lots of interest on, on Facebook. Um, any last thoughts for what we want to do going forward other than keep going forward? Excellent. Then I thank you for your time. This was really amazing. Um, we're going to be asking your permission to form this into something. I, I feel like the audio was excellent, except for that last bit with, with Ellen catching a train or whatever she's doing. Um, to, to see if we could actually just post this out as kind of an audio podcast as well. I want to thank you all for, for this. Again, we just got it kicked off. It is the wind. The wind is blowing. That <laughs> change is here. Uh, thank you. This is amazing. I feel a lot better. I hope you all do too. And uh, welcome to December. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Chris, for all of this. And thank you, everyone, for your input. Um, please check out any upcoming trainings that we have on our website at centerfordigitalarchaeology.org. And please get excited. Next week, we have a webinar about drones usage in the field. So go ahead, sign up, and let's learn some more cool stuff and talk about some more cool stuff. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. One more editing note. The drones webinar is actually on uh, the following week. Next week on Monday, we have uh, on December 5th, a webinar on podcasting for archaeology. So check that out. Thanks. And we will, we'll, we'll, the call will be continuing. Feel free to drop off for the next couple of minutes as we uh, tidy up all the housekeeping. Thank you so much. And we'll see you again. Thanks for listening to this special presentation. I'm not going to play the normal CRM ARC podcast outro just to let you guys get on with your days because this was an unplanned episode, but please be sure to share this episode wherever you saw it. Comment on Facebook, on Twitter, and um, wherever you happen to see the episode, and we appreciate your support. If you're interested in the webinar on podcasting for archaeology on Monday, I'm going to show you all the things you need to do to start your own podcast about your project, your site, your research, whatever you want to do. Um, the APN can help you with all that, and I'm going to walk you right through it. Use the discount code ARCCAST75450. That's archcast 75 for to get $25 off of the registration fee when you sign up on the page. So do that and we'll see you on Monday. Thanks a lot. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www archaeologypodcastnetwork.com Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com Thanks again for listening to this episode and for supporting the Archaeology Podcast Network. If you want these shows to keep going, consider becoming a member for just $7.99 US dollars a month. That's cheaper than a venti quad eggnog latte. Go to archpodnet.com slash members for more info.